0: Alright, good morning everybody. Uh, I'm coming to you live here Wednesday morning. This will be out Wednesday afternoon, so you guys can make your final determinations on where you're going to go for the U.S. Open. Uh, We're going to run through some DraftKings picks here. um, And it's going to be pretty short, sweet. Uh, I've kind of pared down my player pool pretty good, but we'll talk about some of the guys. And then I'll finish up with talking about uh, some of the outright bets that I made Uh, Some of them as far back as uh, November and December. Um, Been making them slowly throughout the year here. So let's get this started. So obviously we're playing, you know, the Torrey Pines um, course down in San Diego. Um, I think this is going to be a fantastic tournament. It's going to be a very, very, very long, challenging course, right? Um, You've heard all the reports, just like every single U.S. Open that's ever been played. You get the great videos of people you know, dropping the ball in the rough, and it disappearing, and everything like that. Um, You know, being being from the West Coast myself, having played in a lot of kukui grass, and I mean, it's tough to play out of, especially during the summer, Um, after it's had a few good months to grow. This is definitely going to play a lot different than the tournament did uh, when they played the farmers here uh, in February, right? So... um Saw a great, great video this morning of one of the one of the caddies uh, <laughs> taking a video of the uh, of the rough being watered, but the fairways not being watered at all. So right, so you're gonna, you know, this is gonna play firm and fast, um, extremely undulating fairways. Uh, there's gonna be, you know, depending on if there's any fog or anything like that, the morning tee times could play drastically different. Um, Then the afternoon, especially if you're going into the rough in the morning with that dense, heavy fog that comes in right off the coast there, Um, you know, trademark of this course has also been the deep bunkering, um, guarding the greens that are, you know, very, very small. Um, You know, these are not large greens. So, I mean, it's it's not really a big secret what you need to do well. Um, Ball striking is going to be the absolute number one. Um, Ball striking is king. You don't necessarily even though this course is going to play long in my opinion, don't necessarily need to be an absolute bomber. Uh you need to be efficient. Um I think the bombers have a bit of a uh, a bit of an advantage here. Guys like Bryson and stuff like that. Um obviously they're going to hit the ball a ton, but if you can keep it in the fairway, which is going to be tough to do especially come Saturday and Sunday. Um, And you can ball strike the heck out of this thing and hit the greens. Um, I think that mixed with scrambling is going to be what kind of narrowed down my player pool the most. Um, On the Poana greens, you don't necessarily have to be the best putter in the world. Obviously, you know, that doesn't hurt. But, you know, it's one of those things where there's so much variance in putting on Poana greens that, you know, I think that... You don't have to be absolutely locked down. We're not looking at, you know, the best putters always win this thing, right? It's someone can get hot and then kind of go from there. So we're going to just start at the very top of the board. For me, um, I typically don't, you know, play a massive amount of lineups. I'll be playing about 20 to 25 total lineups. Um, And I'll be getting a very small exposure to some of the guys at the top of the board. Um, But make no mistake, I I am not going to be... You know all in on a few of these guys um number one, I guess we're gonna just gonna start you know right at the top is john rom um I love John rom uh his price is just too much for me this week um typically the u s opens when you get a lot of people coming and playing draftkings for the first time they're gonna you know. Maybe, you know, not as many people are going to be on John Ron, but there's going to be people like Speeth and DJ who people are just undoubtedly going to be on a little bit more. So if we're looking at the top of the board, you know, the over the 10,000, my two guys from up there are going to be DJ and Brooks. Uh, DJ, I would have liked to see him play a little bit better um, at Palmetto. Um, Brooks, I actually, I'm, I'm I'm kind of happy he missed the cut last week because then I think a lot of people are going to be off of him. Um, I got a great betting number on him at twenty-two to one. Um, I think that's way too long for a guy with his skill set. And if you look at the where he's excelled um, in his major wins, they've been at really tough courses. Which by all means, this is going to play this year, right? Um, so Brooks and DJ are my two guys uh, up at the top of the board over ten thousand dollars, dipping down into the nine thousand dollar range. I really like Rory at ninety-nine hundred. Now you know he. he he could very easily miss the cut, right? But Rory has the skill. He's got the distance. Um, he's a guy that I'm going to be in on. Going down, um, I really do like calling Morikawa this week. And we just talked about ball striking. Um, I have a bet um, on Morikawa as well to to win this at 33-1, which I think are pretty good odds. Um, it's now dropped down. I've seen it in 22 some places. I've seen 25. I've seen 28. But, you know, for a DraftKings purpose, I think this is a guy that's not going to get in a whole lot of trouble. Um, he is an elite iron player, right? Um, the one thing that, you know, is a little bit marginal is his scrambling, but I'm not so worried about that with Morikawa because his irons are just so good. Um, and you're going to kind of see that in the next few guys here. Patrick Reed, $9,000, right? Absolutely love Reed this week. Um, he's a grinder. If, you know, the winning score of this thing is, you know, minus three, minus four, at the end of the week, I think Patrick Reed's going to be right there, right? Um, going down a little bit more, I love Hideki Matsuyama. He hasn't been playing great. Obviously, he won the Masters this year, right? So, he's got a ton of confidence. Um, again, elite ball striker. That You're going to see that theme when you kind of go through my player pool, right? Next guy, Webb. People think of Webb Simpson as a very short hitter and somebody that really can't get it done. But when we're talking about DraftKings, and especially in a tournament like this, where you're looking at DraftKings scoring, look a ton of pars. Like if if Webb goes out and shoots one of those even even days with 18 pars, or you know one under with 17 pars and and one birdie. I mean, that's going to be a lot better than some of these guys who, you know, are going to be putting up doubles and triples. And I mean, you're going to see it normally on a normal DraftKings week. You would rather have the guy making a ton of birdies, but I just don't think that there's going to be a ton of birdies out there. And I think there's going to be a lot more big numbers Uh, with with the fairways playing firm and fast. I mean, I think that Webb, a guy who can get it into the um, into the fairway consistently is going to be great. Uh, another guy that, you know, we're going a little bit down now into the seven. So I think Tommy Fleetwood is somebody that has been really overlooked and I, I think is a little bit mispriced at 7800 I think I, I put his pricing somewhere in the low eights. Um, I, I really like Tommy Fleetwood's game. Um, you know, he hasn't shown up in a lot of the big events, but like, you know, I I don't know. I just... If you're if you're saying would you rather play you know Corey Connors at 8,200 or Tommy Fleetwood at 7,800? I mean I'm going to take Fleetwood every time. Um, he he can drive the ball a decent amount of distance. Sam Burns is the next guy. Actually has sneaky length off the tee. Um, he's going to be great. The next one that everyone's really been talking about is Shane Lowry. He's been showing some fantastic form. Um, you know obviously British Open winner usually it sell excels at tougher horses, is not typically gonna win a shootout where, you know, the winning score is gonna be, you know, minus 17, minus eighteen. You know, he, he's really in there when you're talking about, you know, a minus minus five, minus six winner this week. And I think that's somewhere where it's gonna be. So I really like Lowry. Uh his ownership is coming in pretty good. He's gonna be pretty chalky. Um Sam Burns doesn't look too bad. Uh, Moving down the list is another guy that I have an outright bet on is Gary Woodland at 7500 Again, not a terribly long driver of the ball. Um, You know, won won the U.S. Open a couple years back um, at Pebble Beach. Completely different situation, completely different course, but very similar in that it's a coastal course. That week, the USGA let the fairways dry way out. Um, and grew up the rough, right? Now Pebble does not play as is not going to play as long. It's not going to play as difficult as the South Course. It's, it's just not going to. But I really like Gary Woodland's skill set for that reason. Um, another guy that I, I really like. It's, it's for him. It is going to be all about the putting this week. Is Jason Kokrak? Um, Jason Kokrak's short game scares me a little bit as well. Um, But if he's on and ball striking like he has been, he's been showing some great form this year. Um, I think that he's somebody that, you know, when we're getting down here into the sevens, you don't need these guys to win. It would be absolutely great. And you're going to be set up really well for success. But, like, you just need these guys to get into the top ten, right? This week is going to be another challenging, challenging week to get six of six golfers through the cut. Um, So... You know, if you can get five of six and and get those five all in, like, the top 30 or the top 20, um, you're going to be looking really, really good, right? Kokrak's a guy that I think can not get in a ton of trouble and at least make the cut. And then he's one of those guys that, you know, if he's ball striking and his putter gets hot, he can go pretty low. Um, So those are my guys for, like, the mid-sevens. We're going to start to get down to guys now, um, you know, under under 7500 that is going to be a mix and match. I'm not going to be all in on any of these guys except for one of them. Um most of these guys are just going to be mixing around, but the way I'm constructing my lineups this week, uh, I'm not doing a very top heavy build. You you can see a lot of the guys that I like are starting in, you know, the high 9s, you know, I'm not forcing in Bryson a ton. I'm not forcing in John Rom. I'm gonna have a couple of lineups with those guys, but you know, like I said, I'm only playing 20 to 25 lineups, so I might have like two lineups with Rom, two lineups with Bryson, and 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 that's it, right? Um, and in those builds that I've done so far, I really don't like how my team looks top to bottom. Um, I think a balanced build is more the way to go this week because I think it's going to be really important. And the, the percentage of people that are going to get their lineups through, even in a single entry situation, are only going to be, you know, probably in the 6 to 8% range, right? So starting, you know, at 7,300, I think Max Homa is is a fantastic play this week. I think he is going to be, Um, I, here's another thing we're biased. Like the people in the golf world and the Twitter, you know, DFS world, Will gravitate to certain guys, and everyone in that space knows Max Homa because he does a podcast and he's really visible, right? Well, most of the public has no idea who Max Homa is, right? Um, <laughs> and a lot of you're going to get a lot of public players this week. So I think at 7,300, he's fantastic. Next up, two South Africans, which, you know, Kikuya is a native grass of South Africa as well. Um, these guys have played on it a lot. They're very familiar with it. It's Brendan Grace and then um, our guy Higo, who won last week. Um, you know, a lot of people say, man, you can't play the guy. He just won last week. Well, he's coming off a win with a ton of confidence, and he's only $7,200. So, again, I don't need him to win. Um, I need him to make the cut. Um, I need him to score well on the weekend, and I need him to finish probably in the top 30, you know, maybe a top 40. Right? I, I don't need him to do like a tremendous amount. like I don't need him to win again. Um, 7100 Matt Wallace is is kind of my guy that from down here that I'm gonna have probably um, in about 30 percent of my lineups. Um, everybody else have been trying to keep my exposure to somewhere between 15 to 25 percent of my lineups and mixing and matching from there. Um, but Matt Wallace is probably you know looking at it right now, he might get close to 35 percent of my lineups. If this plays tough, if this plays hard, you know that's a hill I'm gonna die on with him. Um, I love him at seventy-one hundred. I just think it's a steal of a price. Um, and then there's some other guys getting into the seven thousand and below. Um, Bobby McIntyre, Scottish player, again plays real well in tough conditions. Um, I, I think he's gonna be a force here. Cameron Champ is definitely a big gamble. Um, I'm looking at the distance with Cam Champ. He hits the, a ton out of the ball, right? uh grew up, you know, in California, around the Bay Area, you know, from from near the Sacramento area, played a lot of golf on POA, played a lot of golf courses on Kikuya. Uh y- you know, he he understands these types of golf courses. His skill set certainly leaves something to be desired, but, you know, I-, I think it's something where he can do just fine here. Um Lonzo Griffin is another guy. Anytime he's under seven thousand dollars um pricing wise I think it's something that is attractive. Um, and then uh, if you keep going down here, Cameron Young, fantastic corn fairy player. Th- this guy is going to, I know Pat Mayo, if you listen to his podcast, they talked about him, but um, a lot of corn fairy betting I've been doing, he, he, I mean, this guy is a stud. Um, I saw him at a couple events out in California um, on a corn fairy tour last year. I mean, he was, he was I mean, he has just got an elite skill set, and at 6,800, yeah, I'll take a chance on him. Um, then we get the, this other Canadian guy that uh, Pendrith, who's just another a massive hitter. And then the lowest I'm going down this week is Justin Sue. So he went to he went to school at USC, um, California native. Um, he qualified for the U.S. Open uh, at a Monday qualifier. Um, and now he's in the field. This is a PGA Tour golfer that's in the field, um, and he finished 37th earlier this season at Torrey Pines. Um, he he said he's played you know Torrey Pines. I watched a uh, watched a uh, interview with him, and, and you know he used I mean he used to be you know the number one ranked amateur in the world, right? And he's at 6600, and he turned pro at the same time as Morikawa uh Matthew Wolf, Victor Hovland, and those guys are, you know, way more expensive than, than he is, especially Hovland and Morikawa. Um I don't think his skill set is that far off from some of those guys. And I think he's somebody that can really, you know, do well. It's not gonna be like a massive play. He's gonna be in a couple lineups. Um he's a guy that is finding his way into my lineups with with uh the couple of ROM and the couple of Bryson lineups that I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, I, I think that he has a great chance to contend here. Um, so that's about it for DraftKings. I mean, just to wrap it up, um, my top play, uh, from the higher price guys is Brooks at 10-1. Um, I really like Reed, Hideki, and Webb in that mid-range there. Um, I love Fleetwood, um, Gary Woodland and Jason Kokrak are, two guys that, that I've starred and are going to be in a larger percentage of my lineups. And then we talked about it. Matt Wallace is maybe going to be my highest on golfer of the week. Um, that could kill me. It's okay. You're going to have to take some chances here at the U S open. But like I said, even if you get five of six through, I think you're going to be able to be really successful. Um, so I'm going to run down some of my bets uh, that I have in outrights. Um, some of these were made, like I said, quite some time ago. So they might be different than the numbers that are out there right now. But I think on some of these guys, there's certainly some numbers out there right now um, that you can still get um, that are pretty attractive. Uh, so I didn't go really anything below 20 to 1. So I'm starting on with Rory at 20 to 1. Brooks at 22 to 1. Um, Reed at 35. Webb at 55 to 1. crack at 80 to 1. Lowry at 90 to 1. Um, I put my money, you know, I'd like, I like Lowry, Uh He's going to be a little bit too chalky for me to play too much on DraftKings. So I kind of, you know, diversified a little bit and put some more money on, on his outright bet at 90 to 1 because I think it's a great number. Uh, Max Homa, 110 to 1. Gary Woodland, he's all the way down into like the 60s and 70s. I got him back in um, right around Christmas, actually, when I was looking at some extended odds at 125 to 1. So I'm pretty happy about that one. And then my longest bet of the week is going to be Matt Wallace, again, at 145-1. to 1. So, you know, I hope I hope this helps you guys out a little bit. Again, just to recap, uh, the, the, the skill set and the stats that I'm really focusing on this week, um, you know, I would say probably my model, I use a site called fantasynational.com to, to build in my modeling. Uh, it does not give you any content. It just you plug in the stats that you want weighed the most and it fits you back out who ranks highest in that. So in the modeling that I did um that I built for myself, right, is you know heavy on ball striking, um heavy on strokes gained off the tee, which is really factors in um distance and accuracy off the tee. Um and then scrambling was a big one and then obviously driving distance, you know, it It's really going to help you out here. Um, But strokes gained off the tee, I think is, you know, like I said, that factors in the distance. Um, I think that those things are going to be, you know, paramount to being successful this week. Um, But when it comes down to it, the most difficult thing to kind of predict is always the putting, right? Um, If you have a cold putter this week, you can't (laughs) you're not going to be able to contend if you have a hot putter you might see some of these guys that I'm talking about pop way up there just because they have a hot putting week but when you're looking at stats putting is the least predictive of anything out there Um, so it's really difficult for me to say oh man this guy's a great putter on Poana like I need to get him into my lineup it's just it's the most high variance stat out there, so it's the one that I weight the lowest um, when I'm looking at all this stuff. Ball striking, strokes gained off the tee, um, scrambling um, those are the those are the ones that are a little bit more predictive, and you can look at recent form. Um, if if the if a guy's ball striking is has been on for the last you know month and a half, it's going to be very very shocking. Um, that it just completely drops off and goes away. Right. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, Most of all, good luck to everybody. If you're playing lineups out there, Uh, I'm going to be, you know, posting on Twitter all weekend. Um, Please follow, you know, our podcast platform at red zone DFS. We're going to have some great shows coming up for the NFL season. Um, And then you can find me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is at JJ Macintosh. That's JJ M C I N T O S H. Thanks everybody. Bye.